We are throwing ourselves open to the possibility of God's grace bringing some rays of light to the shadowy landscape that is Iraq. We are letting ourselves be guided by something that is beyond rational, intellectual analysis. Gardens, beneath which rivers flow, can again be the dwelling place for the people of Iraq, but everyone whose government and corporations are playing a role in this land needs to throw open the book of their heart. They need to let their light run before them as they bring redemption to those in power who are seeking to rule from a place of fear, violence and shadows. Doing that truly would be the highest achievement. Tom Fox, a Quaker and Christian peacemaker, wrote those words in Iraq Thursday, May 12, 2005 after wondering whether the three members of the Christian peacemaker team, who came to witness to God's way of peace by speaking about forgiveness, repentance, salvation, and reconciliation with ordinary people in villages and neighborhoods near Baghdad might make a difference at a time when the violence from war, factionalism, kidnappings and attacks had increased dramatically. Fox's words speak about a joyous hope and trust in God's power to transform current circumstances and to transform the hearts of people. His words echo the prophet Micah, who speaks God's prophetic word about the change to come to Israel. Fox's words also echo the young, unmarried girl Mary, who sings with joy of God's transformation of the world. Micah's Judah in the 8th century BCE lives in fear and insecurity as the Assyrian Empire asserts its power first by conquering the northern kingdom of Israel and sending off all the inhabitants to mountainous lands in the Far East, then slicing off a portion of Judah and giving it to Judah's enemy the Philistines. Even the Judean king, the priests, and judges are corrupt and commit acts of injustice, so the rich get richer and the poor, well, they exist day to day. Micah opens his mouth to speak God's word of hope that the endless cycles of civilizations rising and falling through the violence of war was ending because there is coming a shepherd king. A shepherd king who will keep God's people safe and secure. A shepherd king who will provide the people with good, nourishing food and clean water. A shepherd king who will bring them and all people of the world into the tranquility of God's peace. This shepherd king will be born in Bethlehem, the house of bread. The place where Ruth, the Moabite gleaned the leftover grain. The place where Ruth's great-great-grandson Jesse's youngest child David would tend sheep before being anointed king of Israel. Bethlehem is the insignificant place where shepherds are startled in the middle of the night by angels announcing the birth of a child, who is the Prince of Peace. This is the same child Mary raised to tell her cousin Elizabeth about. Going to her because she just had to share the joy and wonder with someone. Perhaps, she knew her aged cousin would share her joy because what mother has not waited for the first stirrings of her child or felt the goodness of God's blessing in the fullness of her womb, as the poet writes it. Mary and Elizabeth's twin joy express the joy of all who look forward with wonder and thankfulness to the birth of a child because a child is the joy of new life, of new possibilities for a future that is different from the way life has been. I wonder, did Mary realize her aged cousin's son will close one age while her son will usher into being God's new age? Did she hear all that in Elizabeth's song? Did Mary think the joining of this wonder with God's saving work was simply God's brilliant idea, so she might experience God's gracious acts of new life in the same way the prophet Isaiah spoke of the servant in his song, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me, the Lord has sent me to bring good news to the oppressed, to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and release to the prisoners and to declare the year of the Lord's favor. Was this servant's song, also Mary's song? Did she feel the way the prophet Isaiah did at his call because she, too, was the unlikely one living in a remote village, the unheralded one blessed by God to be a blessing to countless generations throughout the world? Is that why Mary sang, My soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior? Was joy filling every nanoparticle of her being until it overflowed in glad abandonment? Was that why Mary so joyously proclaimed that all her works, her actions, her thoughts, 
her daily activities the entirety of all that makes her this distinctive person named Mary will point all people to see the greatness of God, pointing all people to the promises of new life springing forth like the crocus shooting up from the dry, desert earth. Is that why Mary sings aloud with the excitement and wonder of a joy that pours out of her like the rushing of the Seneca River overflowing its banks, for God has looked with favor on the lowliness of the Lord's servant, surely, from now on all generations will call me blessed. There are those who have in themselves the gift of joy, a theologian writes, it has no relation to merit or demerit. It is not a quality they have wrested from the vicissitudes of life. To them joy is given as a precious ingredient in life. And, wherever they go, they give birth to joy in others. To be touched by them is to be blessed of God. Mary is one such person. Through her we experience a tantalizing taste of joy in this our season of anticipation and expectation. After all, she is one of us. She was not powerful like a queen or a president. She was not even one of the wise women of the village. Yet, out of all the women in the world God could choose to take part in this wondrous blessing, God chooses Mary. She didn't get a detailed explanation about why she was the one chosen, but she didn't argue with the angel like Moses did, when she was told she'd bear a son without benefit of a husband. She does not test God as Gideon did. Rather, she is the one who says, yes without any assurances it will turn out okay. She simply trusts God without knowing how God will make it happen or how her bearing a child will accomplish God's purposes for the world. She didn't even worry about her reputation, her fiancé, her health, her finances, the riskiness of this choice, or whether this was the right time for a child. God simply sends the angel Gabriel to tell Mary this good news with the familiar, greetings favored one. The Lord is with you. Mary receives this joyous blessing of a new life within her which she will share with the world by sharing her child with the world in the simplicity of trust, let it be with me, according to God's will. She is well aware this new life growing within her is not God's gift to her alone but is a gift of love for the whole world, since through this child God will transform forever the lives of all who dwell in the world. This child comes to keep God's promises of turning the world right side up, as the prophet Micah spoke about, so the whole of creation reflects in its daily living God's design for all creation to live in the tranquility of God's peace a peace where predator and prey live side by side without fear. A peace where violence and hatred do not exist. A peace bringing the joy of harvesting food grown on one's own land. A peace where God's will is done by every person. A peace Mary sings joyfully coming through God lifting up the lowly, feeding the hungry until they are filled with good things, giving them mercy and strength while those proud and the thoughts of their own hearts are scattered, the powerful are brought low, and the rich are sent away empty because the proud. The powerful and the rich glutton already have everything they value as important for life, though it all turns out only to be the illusion of life. Mary sings using words expressing how timelessly combined into the past, present, and future are all of God's actions. Indeed, if we listen closely to Mary's words we will hear that all the reversals God is bringing into the world are already happening, God's choice of Mary is evidence of that. All that Jesus will to do to bring to fulfillment God's salvation healing the sick, forgiving sinners, casting our demons, eating with outcast is the joy Mary is already experiencing dwelling within her. The joy of a revolution of self-giving love that uses the unlikely, the ill-equipped and the unprepared to bring about God's purposes. And, if we are attentive we will see it is happening every day all around us. It happens in the actions of an assistant manager of a ShopRite grocery store in New Brunswick, New Jersey, who willingly escorts one of his regular customers through the store while she completes her shopping because she said, I do not feel safe in the store any longer. What makes this a God act is that he is a Christian and the customer is a Muslim woman. He is proclaimed a hero by the Sisters of Salam Shalom, a national Jewish and Muslim women's organization. He says he was simply doing what was right. 
However, in these days of insecurity and fear of strangers stoked by demagogues and acts of violence, his actions are far more courageous than he might consider and they point us to see God's peace coming in the simplicity of acts of compassionate presence. God always chooses those who seem weak and foolish in the eyes of the world a peasant girl, a vulnerable baby, a crucifixion and a resurrection to bring about God's purposes. In this Advent season we begin a new year in darkness and yet in this darkness like ancient peoples of Ireland we seek a light shining brightly enough to reveal a more abundant reality that only comes when we let go of all we have been clinging on to, so we might catch the light, the voice, the presence of God beckoning us toward the fulfillment of our real life. The real life of joy all will share with Mary as Christ comes to dwell within us through the power of the Holy Spirit transforming our lives with a new life as intimately connected to God as Mary is connected to the life within her, compelling us to sing with her, my soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior.